Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus Podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana. And I'm Brooke. And today we are talking about coming of age films, which I'm really excited about. But before we dive in, I want to know how you're doing, Brooke. I'm feeling really great. Thank you, Diana. How are you? I'm awesome. Yeah, I'm oh, doing great. Good. I'm really excited about this topic. Oh, I love this topic. I mean, I just feel like I'm going through it all over again I know, through right? the eyes of these people. Exactly. Right? <laughs> That's what I was just going to say too, Brooke. It's like, wow, these coming of age films, it just reminds us of our youth and, you know, how we felt, what we went through or what we knew friends or family that went through or just even learning about how others have gone through uh, things that we may not have experienced. So I am just loving it. But you know me and our movie polls. I love these so much when we do these. And uh, we sent out a poll asking friends, family, listeners, what their favorite coming of age film was. And so we have the results. There was a variety, and I did have people saying, I can't pick just just three. And uh, so it's hard to narrow it down. And a lot of movies were chosen, like almost all of them were chosen. So by me giving you the top three, there's some that were in fourth and fifth place that were really, really close because there's so many great films. But in third place was Mean Girls which is a very wow. cool movie. Yeah, I love Mean Girls. It's written by Tina Fey. So um, I just Aww. I just love that movie. It's a great movie. And in second place, one of my favorites, Brooke, Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah. I just thought that was your favorite movie of all time. Yeah. I know how much you love that movie. I know. I love it. Love it. And, okay, Brooke, drum roll, please. In first place, Dirty Dancing. Woohoo! Yeah. Wow. That really resonated with a lot of people. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, I love that film. Oh, my God. It's so good. Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Gray, and Don't You Put Baby in the Corner. No, no, no. Oh, my goodness. So, such a good coming-of-age film. And I love I, the time, you know, the time that it was set and the music. Oh, my gosh. The music and the dancing and just the acting. I think just everything. I think it just really resonated with so many people. So, it was so good. Ugh, the location. Yes. Amazing. The style. Yeah. Time period. Great. Iconic, classic, oh, gimme. So yes, amazing. Oh, I still want to hear what people think. You know, maybe there's coming of age films that we don't even know about and we've expressed to you how much we love them. So let us know what you think, friends. Share your thoughts with us. What is your favorite coming of age movie? And you can leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens or at our Screens in Focus Facebook page. You can follow us on our Instagram, and you can subscribe to our website. The link is in our show notes. Oh, my friend Diana, 
This is like such a monument. I'm surprised that we haven't done this topic because this could be a multi-episode topic. <laughs> For sure. <sighs> what is one of your favorite coming of age movies? I had to really contemplate this because I have so many and I thought, which one do I really want to talk about? The one I've chosen to talk about is Almost Famous. Love it. Love it. It is on Hulu right now. If you have not seen it, you must. This is a semi-autobiographical film from Cameron Crowe, who wrote and directed this film. So he was a writer for Rolling Stone magazine when he was a teen and toured with musical bands like Led Zeppelin and Leonard Skinner and the Eagles, which are his heroes. And he also lost his virginity and fell in love during this time. Oh, man. So this movie is about that life and portrayed by Patrick Fujit, who plays 15-year-old William Miller. This also stars Kate Hudson, who was 19 at the time, Billy Crudup, and Frances McDormand. I totally forgot she was in this because I just recently watched this movie again because I love it so much. I'm like, I need to rewatch this. I have been a huge fan of music my whole life. So this movie really resonates with me. I love it when they're on the bus and they sing Elton John's Tiny Dancer. I saw a, um, they had done a 20-year reunion uh, last year. I think it was in July. I watched this uh, YouTube video and it had Cameron Crowe and the main actors on it. And they talked about how much it had impacted them and how much they loved this film and they talked about this particular bus scene, and I think it took them like four days to film this one, if I've got the right scene, because they talked about this scene, and they also talked about the scene where um, Kate Hudson asks what kind of beer in the park to William. So those are both iconic scenes in this movie. And they spoke about those in this YouTube uh, video that I was watching that was really, really good and fun to watch and hear them talk about the good old times making this film. That tiny dancer scene was really, really good. And at the time, Elton John's uh, song wasn't, I think, as popular as it became after this movie. Uh, because Elton John ended up watching this movie, and then he started playing it more at all of his concert tours. So I thought that was kind of a cool insight to the music world. It's a super good movie. Uh, even the opening credits are very cool. And if you appreciate music um, and just growing up and just having this experience, um, you should really tune in to Almost Famous. I love it, and I highly, highly recommend it. Oh, that's cool. I haven't seen this movie in a while, so that would be really nice to revisit. Thank you for recommending that and reminding us to check that movie out. Thank you, Brooke. Oh, yeah. I happened to watch recently, and now, okay, like, this coming of age is a documentary. You know how much I love documentaries, and particularly this documentary being coming of age because you remember Soleil Moon Fry, who was also known as Punky Brewster mm -hmm. in a sitcom from the 80s. And 
Soleil Moon Fry directed her documentary called Kid 90. And basically, throughout her youth, she carried around a camcorder every freaking where she went. Everywhere. Disneyland, in the car, camping, (laughs) inside the house, going to people's parties, just every freaking where the mall, going out to eat. Everywhere, a camera, hotels, airports, everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Documented. Everything. Wow. As if she had a cell phone cam, you know, recording. You know, I've got thousands of photos on my phone, thousands of hours of videos. Okay. It's crazy. She did the same thing in a span of, I mean, maybe 20 years. Wow. She's had all this different footage. Oh my goodness. So, She had footage from her youth, obviously, that she had from camcorder tapes. She had telephone voicemail messages from young celebrities. She had pictures. She has journals, all her diaries. And she put them in storage and left them there for 20 years or whatever. She also documented the birth of her child. You know, that was really, so she definitely was like just always behind the camera and in front of it too. And so what she did was make this film and she basically exposed Hollywood child actors and what these kids were up to. Okay. And how she, cute, adorable, little itty bitty punky Brewster sitting there with Johnny Carson, a little cutie pie. She basically turned into an adult at 13 years old because Mm. she blossomed beautifully. She was very gifted. And we saw her journey through that. We saw her journey um, to remove or reduce her enormous breasts so that she could be taken seriously in this child, but yet adult industry. So it's like there's a lot of fun moments that we see with Brian Austin Green, David Arquette, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, all this footage of all these people. Johnny Depp. She tells us who she lost her virginity to. Oh, my goodness. And let me tell you. I'm tuning in. (laughs) I'm tuning in. (laughs) You got me. Yeah. I was telling Gabe about this documentary and I told him, I said, you'll guess who she lost her virginity to. You will guess it. So just one, two, three, go. And it took him like a couple seconds. But the first person he named, he was right. Mm. And so this, there is some tragic, tragic parts. And actually, the whole plot of this documentary Aww. is tragic. Yeah, of course. Oh, But the way that she... You know, and her team edited this and put this all together. I mean, we got to hear Mark Wahlberg's voice. He called her and was like, what's up, girl? Okay. Um, just, it was just the whole time I'm smiling, but you know, there were times where I'm like breaking my heart. Cause Aww, yeah. all these people, all of her friends were people that I would watch all the time. Right. Yeah. All the time. Wow. All, all the 90210 people, you know, Saved by the Bell people, that was my influence. Mm-hmm. I was that age. Yeah. 
and I'm watching these kids. I'm like, that's who I am. And then I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, they molded us. That's why, you know, like they were our influencers. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. is who I am today. So um, it's amazing. I, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. I can't stop talking about it. I can't stop thinking about it. She did a beautiful job as if this was planned all along. Mm. What? Uh, I'm sorry. What you did you say? What? Uh, where is this streaming? Hulu. Hulu. Okay. So it would be the like perfect definition of what is your movie that's most based off of a real life event. Like this would be it. This is a real life event that we get to see. We get the all these people approved it. We are allowed to see them. Being these weird, young teenagers acting all funky, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's very interesting. Very interesting. I would love to read a book written by her. I would attend a seminar uh, with her publicly speaking. This is a comeback of a lifetime. Mm. Hmm. What else, my friend? Yeah. What what else can you recommend for us to um, reminisce? Yeah, well, actually, I saw a movie just last night, a coming-of-age film that I had not seen before. It is called The Man in the Moon, and it's uh-huh. on Prime. I had not seen this, Brooke. Uh, this, is a, <sighs> this is a 1991 coming-of-age movie about a 14-year-old girl played magnificently by Reese Witherspoon in her movie debut. Man, it's set in the 50s in Louisiana, and Danny, who is Reese Witherspoon, Danny loves Elvis and skinny dipping in the pond, where she meets 17-year-old Court Foster and quickly falls in love. Oh, my gosh. There is an attraction, but he views her more as a friend, and then he meets her 17-year-old sister, Maureen. And things take a turn. Man, in this film, Danny gets her first kiss, heartbreak, along with learning about life and love and family and tragedy. It's a beautiful film. And I think Reese is exceptional. And it just goes to show you why she is the movie star she is because and TV star. She's just incredible, even at 14. She totally draws you in. Sam Waterston and Tess Harper play her parents, and they were both really amazing. The direction of the film was very, very good. Something I noticed was, although the mother played a supporting role, it was so evident how much she loved and sacrificed for her family. Uh, She was pregnant with her fourth child most of the film, but she always was thinking about them and their well-being. And I don't know if it's because I'm a mom that I noticed it, but I it really stuck out to me about her and her character and her acting. It was directed by Robert Mulligan, and it, it is a very good film, and I would highly recommend it. I love that movie. Yeah, it's very good. So um, I watched an interview with her. Uh, It was like a PBS film critic interview. I can't remember the name of the critic, Uh but uh, I believe that was her first kiss in real life, too. Yes, I did read that after watching this and looking up some information. Yes, she was very uh, embarrassed by it. Yeah. 
I loved her. And I read that the the director gave her gum to chew because he wanted her to kind of throw away her sentences. And so when he took the when they took the gum out, he wanted her to talk with that same, you know, in that same manner. And so she did. I was like, man, this is your first film and you're 14. You're so good. I just totally believed her. Her practicing kissing on the pillow in the back of her hand. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. So familiar. So familiar. I, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. What other coming of age films have you watched? Oh, well, this one is um, from 2016. And um, I really loved this movie. I'm not sure if you watched it, but it was like, I believe it was either nominated or it won an Oscar. It and this go ahead, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say uh, it won, but that was where they had that. Oh, the accident. Yes, that debacle of uh, La La Land oh. or Moonlight. <laughs> so yes, yeah. yes. Moonlight. This movie stuck with me through the weekend after I had watched this movie. And um, the director, Barry Jenkins, starring Mahershala Ali, Naomi Harris, Trevante Rhodes. And um, I tell you, this movie was so heartfelt. There were so many um, moments where... I mean, I could feel this person's story. So this African-American young man, uh, we watch him grow from his childhood through his um, youth to his adulthood. And he's struggling. He's struggling a lot. He discovers that he... Um, you know, he's trying to figure out his identity along with his sexuality and he's experiencing, he's African American. Um, his home life is, uh, not typical and watching him throughout his high school year, his, you know, his elementary school and high school years. And then when we see him become a man, I was like, Oh, wow. I didn't see this coming. So it's really true. You know, um, like if you go away for a summer and you come back, you could become a totally different person it, through the eyes of these uh, young people and just discovering yourself and who you are and finding that self within and, and maybe perhaps accepting who you are. Maybe that's what you also have to do yeah. is accept. And I think um, through these art uh, and films, it might serve some answers for people, you know, it as does. to, yeah, I happen to believe that this could very well be true. I mean, watching Kid 90 and realizing I was growing with these shows and how possibly it would have affected me and my personality and maybe trying this or experimenting that, um, I could see how this could be a way of support and visual support. So I appreciate this movie. And I appreciate that it's also um, a different perspective yeah. and a person of color yeah. in a different in a different setting. So coming of age comes in all different sizes, shapes and colors. So we have to really understand that these there are different um, communities that are being served and what goes on within those communities. So definitely keeping an open mind that this 
movie could have helped somebody. Maybe. Oh, of course. I'm sure. I'm sure it has. That's what I love about movies is that, oh my gosh, you can just gain so much from them. Just a perspective, knowledge. Um, yeah. And it, you know, this movie also reminds me of a song um, by Logic and music videos also can explain a lot through their art. T music itself. I mean, uh, watching Kid 90 and uh, growing up in the 90s, all the music in the um, documentary, all my, you know, childhood influence, those songs, it's so sentimental. Music really teaches us a lot. We could heal, we could grow, you know. So definitely, yes. um, I have to thank MTV. Yeah. VH1 and MTV, because that was what was going on in my coming of age. Well, music. Brooke, I was going to say, we just talked about this yesterday, my family. First, me and my husband were talking about how much we loved music videos. And then my sons came in and they were talking about how much they loved music videos. I'm like, why did the heck did they take <laughs> off VH1 and MTV when they would play these music videos? It's so, it's like a mini movie during a song. It's, they're yes. so good. Why? Why aren't they still on? They, they need to come back because they're so powerful. And I know you love it too, but I just love music in films. I'm moved by music and songs and lyrics throughout watching them in these movies. And that's why I loved Almost Famous so much because of the music and that time period. And so, yes, music is so important and uh, I love it. Yes. Yes. I just, I, I totally am right there with you. Mm -hmm. Highly right there with you. So um. Oh my gosh. I mean, I think we've only discussed four movies, but we could go on all day. But uh, is there anything else that you would like to recommend? <laughs> yes, I, I do want to say I did watch Moonlight, but I only watched it maybe a year ago because it took that long for it to, uh, I think, come on streaming. And uh, I really wanted to watch it because it had won the Oscar. It was really good. And I really, really liked it. So thank you for making it one of the movies that you highlighted here. Yes. Some of my favorite coming-of-age movies are from the 80s, and many of them we mentioned in our 80s podcast. So to listen to our full uh, conversation on that, please check out that podcast. But of course, Breakfast Club. I think it was probably on so many lists that I um, Googled for about, you know, best coming of age uh, films. And so, I mean, you know, here you have these five different teens from different social backgrounds coming together and seeing each other as individuals and not labels and becoming friends and love interests. And um, I just love that movie, everything about that movie. I love each of those characters, each of those actors. Um, I love the writing of it. I love all John Hughes movies. He also did, of course, Pretty in Pink and Sixteen Candles, which are both coming-of-age films. So watch any of those if you have never seen them because they're so good. Uh, we've already talked about Dirty Dancing, uh, but that was one of the um, picks that I had. I recently watched uh, Love, Simon. This is on Netflix. 
And this is about a teen who keeps his sexuality a secret from his friends and family. And boy, it's at the expense of some of those relationships. And this is a drama by director Greg Berlanti as his first mainstream studio release to put a closeted teen front and center. So it was just um, new. And I'm so glad that he you know, brought this to light and that we can all see this. And so we see that all teens are represented here. Uh, so this teen is excellently portrayed by Nick Robinson, who was in Jurassic World and The Teacher, and Jennifer Garner and Josh Demel um, also play his parents in here. Now, luckily for him, his parents are very supportive, and I appreciated that. But, you know, there are some parents that aren't. So I, I'm just really glad to have seen this film and uh, to see a mainstream movie uh, about a gay teen. So, yeah, this movie is really good. Love, Simon. I love this movie. Yeah. Uh, he had some some lessons that he had to learn, too, and I really appreciated that as well. You know, so, um, yeah, all these different aspects. And I just appreciate that you're, they're able to break it down um, so that so many people can be uh, can relate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So true. Great pick. Brooke, have you seen Skateboard Kitchen? Uh, I don't think I've ever heard of that. Okay. No. You, 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 you must watch this because I feel like this will really, I think you'll really appreciate it. This is on Hulu. It's a film by Crystal Mazel. It was inspired by real life group of female skateboarders. It, oh my gosh, it gave really good insight to the lives of these young women. It's feels like a documentary because these this group of women are actual female skateboarders and Crystal made the movie out of them so she turned these real life people into actors so they are portraying characters similar to themselves even though this is scripted but so much of it does not feel scripted it feels like there's a camera and you're watching these people go about their daily lives. And I'm not kidding. It 100% feels like that. This particular movie, uh, it's about a shy young skateboarder named Camille, who is befriended by these New York group of girl skateboarders trying to make it in this male-dominated world. And it's interesting because their name, Skateboard Kitchen, which is the name of the, the, the group of uh, young women skateboarders, came from a YouTube post that, because what what happened is they would skateboard and film themselves all the time. That's what they were doing. They were putting on an Instagram, YouTube, and males would say to them, you should be in the kitchen, not on a skateboard. So hence the name Skateboard Kitchen, which I think is such a cool name. Oh my gosh, it was really fun. Um, Camille learns about friendship and love through this subculture. And oh my gosh, the opening scene had me dying. At the very, very, very beginning, Camille, this is before she makes friends, she is on her skateboard and she gets hurt. And I can't really tell you where or how she gets hurt because you have to tune in. But 
Holy crap, I was dying, dying as this poor girl was bleeding and uh, going to the emergency to get herself fixed and then goes home or proceeds to tell her mom and her mom bans her from skateboarding and she has to deal with her mother who just doesn't understand and it goes on from there. So yeah, it's just a really, really dive into this subculture. And so I don't know that this movie is for everybody, but I know, Brooke, for for one, you'll really enjoy it. And I also want to say Jaden Smith appears as a friend and love interest in this movie. So you should check it out. It's funny. I just checked my Hulu account and I already have it in my uh, watch list, but I just, it never popped up. So I didn't recognize it at all. Okay. I guess I was, I saw it at one point and uh, now I'm going to have to watch it because I've introduced the skateboarding to the kids. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You might want to watch it on your own, I think. Mm, Let's see. Yeah. I would. Oh, yes. It It looks like it's uh, not going to be for them. Yeah. And I also wanted to bring up Freaks and Geeks on Hulu, which, you know, Brooke, you had originally recommended and I'm watching and we're both kind of watching along, which we love. But I love it because it's about these kids in in high school in the 80s. And it's so good. But you know what I noticed when I just watched an episode recently, how much I love the opening credits. Normally, you want to speed through those opening credits and get to the main thing, but I love it so much. It's hysterical. Uh, They're all high, (laughs) like taking their school pictures. They're all taking their school pictures. Joan Jett is singing Bad Reputation, and each one is sitting on the stool, you know, getting their picture taken. And the looks, oh my God, their expressions, they're priceless. It's priceless. And the more you get to know them, And then you see the beginning sequence, it just means more to you. So check out Freaks and Geeks on Hulu. Oh, my gosh. Such a cute show. So good. Um, Love it. Yeah. And it's very innocent, even though, I mean, they do a lot of things, sure. But it's not like, it's funny. It's so funny. Oh, man. So, Brooke, tell me, what are your recommendations on coming-of-age films? Well, these are movies that I've watched. Some of them are 90s movies. A lot of them are 90s movies. I watched a lot of them um, in my coming of age 90s. And then the kids, they are so interested in their current coming of age movies too. So I'm just so happy that I'm like fully surrounded uh, by these movies. I love them. So I just finished up on my block on Netflix, there supposedly there's a new season coming soon. And I'm so excited. Um, the biggest uh, take on that show that I could bring would be that um, there's always a life lesson that these kids are uh, having open discussions with each other um, and their their animosity is it it's short lived, but they do express themselves fully. And so they're not hiding their feelings. And I think that's a really good um, practice for people to at least have the ability to let it out. Um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse with uh, the Miles Morales Spider-Man and uh, person of color Spider-Man influence. And this is an animated film that my family 
adores. And the Spider-Verse has all these different Spidey characters coming from all over. But Miles Morales particularly is coming of age um, and realizing that he may not be following the steps that are particularly his chosen. And um, he is highly influenced by the his uncle in his life. And that takes a turn and him finding his uh, place in life as, um, you know, a student, uh, the new neighborhood Spider-Man and having all these uh, friends with those same abilities. Call me by your name. I know you've seen this one. I haven't seen this one, Brooke. I want to see this one so bad. Like I have been trying to stream it for free and it's nowhere for free. Like ever since what a couple, it's a couple years old. I want to see this movie really, really bad. I even looked last night again, (laughs) but I, I haven't seen it for free yet. I might have to fork out the Uh, dough. Yeah. I mean, I would say definitely, you know, $3.99 is worth your time on this one. Uh, So in 1980s Italy, uh, Timothy Chalamet uh, goes, you know, with his family um, uh, to Italy. And he, oh my gosh, he is 17 years old. And um, he kind of builds this relationship with his father's, um, assistant. And this movie is very heartthrob and romantic. There's good visual. The location is beautiful. Um, it's 1980s. So their fashion is intriguing, their hair, their behavior, and just the freedom that they had. And it's Italy. So Army Hammer, he is so gorgeous in this movie. And I know how much you love Timothy Chalamet. Yes, I do. I do. I love him. So yeah, honestly, you will not be disappointed if you had to pay for this movie. (laughs) It is so beautiful. Like I said, it is so romantic. And your heart is definitely invested into this movie. So for him to be coming into his age and identifying himself as well as his sexuality, as well as Army Hammer's sexuality, you know, there it is again. It's another movie that could be helpful to somebody out there. Yeah, yeah. Um. My son really likes Lady Bird. He had to watch that for a film class. And he actually asked me the other day, after I had gave him my two cents and my opinion about something, he was like, (laughs) hey, mom, have you seen the movie Lady Bird? And I'm like, yeah, why? Do you think I'm acting like her mom? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. So, um, Shersha Ronan, and then there you go again, Timothy Chalamet. He's in this movie, too. Laurie Metcalf, I know how much you really like her as well. And I really yes. am a fan of Lucas Hedges, too. So, yes. check this movie out because um, I've heard from some of my uh, clients who went to Catholic school for all girls. They were like, um, yeah, 
this is exactly relatable and um, I could relate to her too. So I think somebody could find themselves within this movie as well. Yeah. Um, I also really love this movie and you love it too. Mid nineties, mid nineties. Love that. Yes. This beautiful young boy. He is 13 years old in 1990s Los Angeles. And he's like spending his summer trying to figure out between his home life and his new group of friends who happen to be, um, friends at the near neighborhood skate shop. And this movie is directed by Jonah Hill, written by Jonah Hill. And I swear all of these characters just played their roles so perfectly. And you can definitely feel their shoes. Like you just know what they're going through. Um, by the way of the time period, 90s, hello. And skating influence, just, you know, all about that. So uh, check that movie out if you haven't seen it. I can't recommend that enough. Um, Virgin Suicides is another one that I feel um, was very influential for my time with uh, Kirsten Dunst. And um, this movie was also directed by Sofia Coppola. But this movie really really was highly uh, popular in my um, coming of age, uh, as well as this movie, Kids. Kids was also like skate culture, but more of uh, skate culture in New York. And um, some of these kids were actually featured in the documentary of Kid 90. So if you happen to watch Kids and Kid 90, I think that you will find some sentimental value in that movie. Um, another movie that I watched and watched and watched and still watch and watch is Dazed and Confused. Yes, this one. Yes. Yes. Is, is a uh, 1970s, you know, and there's all high school coming of age, different groups, you know, very much freaks and geeks, breakfast club, like just that whole culture, you know, jock, hippie or, um, you know, you've got the rockers, you got those, the freshmen coming in to school, uh, you know, and get, you get paddled by the, <laughs> the seniors and, and then the cheerleaders put baby powder. I don't know. It's just all these different elements that kids are coming into their age and their bodies and experiences. I mean, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Is in this movie. I just love this movie. I almost watched it. I almost wa- I tried to watch it again. I I saw it. I'm like, I want to watch it, but I was there was too many movies. Oh, we just have to watch them and everybody else has to watch them. I love this movie. Sorry. Keep going. So many lists of yeah, this is like forever ever ever. Yeah. Um Stand by Me, I also watched a lot. Um and it's about that was written by Stephen King mm-hmm. and it's about a group of boys who go on this adventure to go find uh and look at the dead body that has been recently rumored or discovered in the newspaper. And so um, their little journey and adventure, I mean, there's leeches, there's trains, there's, you know, just camping out um, on their own in the middle of nowhere. I just, this adventure was so meaningful. And it reminded me a lot of like the Sandlot, very much similar tone. Uh-huh. Which we love too. Absolutely. And I also watched a lot of episodes, many, many episodes of this, 90210, Saved by the Bell. I mean, you know, if you um, watch any of those sitcoms, you'll know that 
that time and those people had highly influenced um, that age group. A movie that I still love today, coming of age, about a group of witches and one witch, she happens to be the good witch and she was the most powerful witch. And this one is The Craft. Mm -hmm. I love this movie, The Craft. It was so edgy and goth and just so cool. 90s, you know, I just had my combat boots on, my dark lipstick, and I just love that movie. I'll watch it um, over and over again. Another movie that's a little bit more innocent and animation is Kiki's Delivery Service. The family and I love this movie. Um, and this is uh, a Hayao Miyazaki production. And so he's very well known in the anime community. And she is a young witch who has to leave to find herself and her powers. And she flies on a broom. She has her little cat named Gigi. She lives on her own. She gets a job. She's only like 13. And this little, little itty bitty witch, she gets a job. You know, she's a delivery person. So it's a really adorable Sunday morning wake up to type movie. So I highly recommend that for any age. I mean, people get tattoos of Kiki. Okay. Like <laughs> she is awesome. Um, and I also wanted to say as a fantasy and a character that we love in our house is Anakin Skywalker, young Annie in episode one through three. He is coming of age and he becomes Darth Vader. So you get to understand how and why he became Darth Vader. And there will be a new series based on Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I am so looking forward to understanding what happened with Darth Vader after he became Darth Vader. But as far as Anakin Skywalker, he went through a lot. I mean, his whole village was slaughtered and his mother was killed. Mm, so yeah. he held a lot of pain within and we see him build uh, Darth Vader. And that's a huge, hello, huge influence in humanity. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. That, <laughs> that uh, influenced a lot, a lot of uh, generations, I guess. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Still going. Like 40 years later, mm -hmm. you know, the saga continues. Yeah. So I think I noticed that you may have added to your list. Well, of course, because you're talking and it reminds me of, oh, yeah. That. Oh, yeah, that. I'm just going to mention their names because I just want to throw out their names. And we forgot to mention Ferris Bueller. It's like, what? How do we mention? forget to mention that? That was such a fun, so cute. fun coming of age movie. And yeah. also to all the boys I've loved before, all three of those are on Netflix and they are so good. So... If you haven't seen those, you could check them out right now. And I also wanted to mention Real Women Have Curves and Y Tu Mama Tambien because, man, that movie, I just saw it a couple of years ago and I know it's been out for a long time, but holy crap, that was a very uh, <laughs> erotic type uh, of coming of age film, but it was so good. It was made so well and it's so good. So I just wanted to throw out and mention those movies also. I love Itumama Tembien because mm -hmm. that is such a beautiful movie. It really, that was the, like the first time that I ever seen anything like that. Exactly. And I watched it like uh, 20 years ago, you know, so I was so young and uh, in, new to the adult world. I became an adult when that movie came out. 
And uh, I'm like, I was blown away. Right. And I just saw it not that minute, not that long ago. And I was like, how did I miss this movie? Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Just the road yeah. trip and just the, tr- you know, it's like you think it's going one direction and then it totally flips at the end. And then you're like, oh, and then I love movies that take you on a ride and you're in on that ride. You're in on it. You're watching it. You love it. You appreciate it. And it takes this hard turn and then it makes everything that's happened so much more impactful. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's like brilliancy. It's brilliancy to me in movie making when a movie can do that to you. So, um, and it's sad at, at the very, very end. It's sad, uh, you know, just drifting away from people sometimes. So, Aww. good movies. Oh, my gosh, Brooke. I want to watch so many movies now. And so should everybody else. <laughs> so, so good. Definitely. Well, oh my gosh, Diana, you had so many good recommendations. Thank you so much for your time and research and knowledge on what is out there. You are welcome, Brooke, and thank you for yours. I told you, you've inspired me. I'm going to go watch some of these that you mentioned, and um, I'm just really excited. I love this topic. Me too. We should have done this in two parts to stretch it out. Stretch it out talk forever. (laughs) But thanks, guys. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are so grateful that you tuned in and we hope something we said today resonated with you and gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow Screens and Focus and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. Yes, thank you. We'll be uploading a new episode in a couple of weeks. We'll be back with The Walking Dead Season 11 in the fall. You can find our website listed in our show notes. See you next time. Bye. Bye.